everybody and welcome. You are listening to the Power Hour here at CGLO 1690 AM in Montreal. My name is William Power. I'm with Dominic Demeester. We got a good week of football to recap, a good week of football ahead. Like I said last week, Dominic, we are literally just around the corner from the NFL playoffs. Wildcard spots heating up, division leaders changing slightly uh potentially from week to week but not this week a lot of good games this weekend dominic and a lot of playoff implications dom how were first of all how are you and how was your weekend watching football i'm doing amazing william my my weekend watching football was outstanding a lot of uh, weird games in a way yeah uh, results a couple upsets here and there but overall we're seeing you know the cream rice to the top so let's get this show started 100% Dominic, let's not beat around the bush. I'm going to throw it over to you, Dominic. A lot of, like you said, strange games to recap. Uh, pick one and let's dissect it. Let's go right off the bat with the Minnesota Vikings against the Detroit Lions. Let's talk about this game. Yeah. William, are the Detroit Lions making a push oh. to make the playoffs? Okay, this is really weird because... I want to say yes. And you know what? I think I will say yes. Right now, they're sitting at six and seven. Uh, they've had a, a really great run uh, over the last few weeks. And even in the games they've lost, Dominic, they've been competitive. And I think it says it all when they were favored in this game. I was shocked. I picked Minnesota to win this game. I think, you know, people know something that, that at least I don't. Um, but this Detroit Lions team, Dominic, I'm not going to say they're for real. But yeah, they're definitely making a push for the playoffs. A confident quarterback is always a good thing. We all know that. And Jared Goff currently is confident. And I, how can I blame him? Look at his receivers. He's got Amon Ray St. Brown that came on and exploded in the NFL. They picked up DJ Chark as a free agent from Jacksonville, which I still can't get over. And now they finally have Jamison Williams, the guy they drafted. He got a nice touchdown in this game. I mean, Detroit's firing on all cylinders. They beat Minnesota. I just don't know how far this Lions team could go. They have a very good offensive line, and now they're building up a really good offense. So in this NFL, it's all about scoring points. Can this team make the playoffs, and can this team score points? I'm going to say yes to both those questions. Keep an eye on those lines moving forward. They took the Minnesota Vikings deep, putting up 34 points, winning yeah. the game 34-23, and Jared Goff going 27 for 39, 330 yards and three TDs, and most importantly, no picks. If Jared Goff plays this way, wow, I don't know, man. This team could do some damage. It's just a matter of Jared Goff. Don't make any mistakes, and let's see what kind of team you have to lead you maybe in the playoffs. 100% Dominic I think you said it well it is up to Jared Goff at the end of the day not the defense not the receivers not the coach not the running backs it'll be up to him and he has been playing good football lately and you look at their schedule it's pretty favorable Dominic they play at the Jets this upcoming weekend very winnable they play at the Panthers then they play on New Year's Day against the Bears and then they end off at the Packers look like you can see them going 3-1 and one, uh, in those games potentially 4-0 I think you know they'll probably drop one of them they're sitting a game and a half behind um, the last wildcard spot right now. So crazier things have happened. It'll be tough for them just because of their slow start. But yeah, I know the, the Detroit Lions, Dominic, has been an incredible story and uh, something definitely to keep an eye on. Um, all right, let's continue with those recaps, Dominic. Let's go. I want to go to let's go to the Buffalo Bills and New York Jets, Dominic. 20 to 12. Uh, Josh Allen not having a great game in this one, but still the Bills, a good team, finding a way to win this one. Uh, this was low scoring. It was like 0-0 almost at halftime. And then um, Josh Allen hit Dawson Knox for a nice touchdown there. And uh, it was uh, just too much for them to handle. The Jets' offense really wasn't uh, wasn't getting going, unfortunately, for them. And this actually becomes a big loss for the New York Jets uh, because of what happened with uh, with other teams uh, in the AFC. Dominic, right now they're sitting, uh, they're on the outside looking in uh, because the New England Patriots won. Um, 
on Monday Night Football. The Chargers won as well against my Miami Dolphins. We'll talk about that game. So right now it's a three-way tie for that final wild card spot. At seven and six, you have the Patriots, Chargers, and Jets. But if the playoffs start today, it would be New England actually grabbing that final wild card spot. But uh, yeah, I want to talk about this game because it had big playoff implications on the Buffalo Bills fighting obviously for the division, fighting for that number one seat and that first round bye. And uh, the Jets. Uh, you know, like oh, it's tough because they let this one slip down. Like they let this one slip. Whenever you're able to hold Josh Allen to the stats that he had in this game, you should be able to find a way to win. But uh, you know, credit the Bills defense. Some like they clutched up when they needed to, and a huge, huge win for the Buffalo Bills. At uh, they as they still sit at the number one seed. Uh, Kansas City won over won this weekend, so uh, Buffalo needed to win in order to keep that going, and uh, they did not uh, not a pretty win, Dominic, but a uh, win nonetheless for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, big win for the Buffalo Bills. I think we talked about it. Josh Allen, it's all on him. Basically, he can run the ball. He can throw the ball. As long as it's the same thing, as long as he, he doesn't make any mistakes, you know, Buffalo can go places. For the Jets, you know, you don't, you're not going to go anywhere as good as this team is. And they are good offensively, defensively, but no quarterback. Mike White, he's just, you know, a flash in the pan. He's going to have a good game out of nowhere. He's going to have a terrible game. Joel Flacco, he's obviously super old, but he's got a Super Bowl ring. Could you turn to Joel Flacco for the final stretch? That's what I would do. I would ride the experience. But even that, is that going to get you in the playoffs? I'm going to say no as well. The team that I am eyeing is the Chargers. I think the Chargers with Herbert will sneak in. And I'm going to say that the Jets are not. The Jets are going to slowly but surely fade out in these weird games like against Buffalo losing 20 to 12 you need to score points in the NFL and 12 points is not going to do it especially against the Buffalo Bills yeah definitely dumb I think that you know it would be a cool story if the Jets end up making the playoffs but I, I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough for them. I, I personally would stick to Mike White. Uh, I like what I've seen from him from the most part, but I, I just think no matter who ends up quarterback in this team, it's either, you know, not enough experience, I guess you could say, in Mike and Zach Wilson. And then Flacco, of course, you got a ton of experience, but I don't think people are going to uh, argue that he is past his prime. So uh, big win for those Bills. Like I mentioned, Jets kind of let one slip. Hopefully for them, they can bounce back next week because uh, games are becoming crucial down the the line now uh let's continue with the recaps dom yeah let's go baltimore against pittsburgh baltimore taking it big victory for them but big blow losing tyler huntley now they're with anthony brown who in the world is anthony brown no clue you asked whether the ravens in trouble for the past three weeks now <laughs> the ravens are in trouble even though they win this game they're sitting at nine and four but how many victories are you going to be able to get with Anthony Brown? I'm not going to say a lot. And I don't know the extent of Tyler Huntley's injury. We're going to have to see how that unfolds and how many games he's potentially going to miss. But this game, how do they win? Well, they run with J.K. Dobbins. 15 carries, 120 yards. This guy comes in exactly at the right time. But is he able to put the team over the top moving forward? I'm going to say no. They're going to have to figure out something and something quick in Baltimore. How are the experts going to evaluate Baltimore moving forward? It's going to play a big, big factor. And as for the Pittsburgh Steelers, well, you know, five and eight. No one had big expectations for the Steelers, but they were making a small push themselves. And losing Kenny Pickett was a big blow in this game as soon as you have Mitch Trubinsky up there you know you're going to lose. Guy throws three <laughs> interceptions. I don't know what Pittsburgh was thinking, bringing this guy in. He's been a horrible, horrible pickup. And you and I both knew that Trubinsky was just garbage. And that's exactly what he is, garbage. Uh, now the Pittsburgh Steelers can start thinking about the offseason, packing it up because they're not making a, a late playoff push. And those Ravens, I don't know. Like you said, William, three weeks ago, are the Ravens in trouble? I think right now they are in trouble. I think they're in trouble, Dominic. I think that, you know, with their 9-4 record now, they're okay. And I do think they'll find a way to squeeze into the playoffs. Um, Even them, their schedule, Dominic. The Browns, the Falcons, the Steelers again, the Bengals. Even no matter, you know, no matter who quarterbacks those games, you can see them going three and one. It looks like, according to Harbaugh, Huntley should be okay to play uh, this upcoming weekend. But, you know, maybe he's being optimistic there. It's still very early uh, as we record the show. It is Tuesday. But, yeah, 
You know, uh, I was glad. The one good thing about this game, Dominic, like I say for Baltimore, obviously getting the win is important, but Dobbins, really glad to see him back. Uh, I like him. He runs with authority, and, you know, he's not going to uh, run east-west. He's going to go north-south and bulldoze you over, so you better make sure that, uh, you know, you've had uh, your Cheerios in the morning if you're going to try and tackle him because he's definitely not going side to side. He doesn't care and he'll run you over. And um, I like that out of him. And it was good to see him back in the lineup for the Ravens. So still, you know, not a pretty win. Uh, Question marks running the quarterbacks for the Ravens. Who knows what's going to happen with Lamar? That's the thing. We don't know when he's going to be back. I don't think he's going to be back this weekend. Um, and yeah, a lot of questions, Dominic, in Baltimore. So uh, we'll, uh, you know, have to see how that pans out. But still, again, a win nonetheless. Just like the the Buffalo Bills, these teams are getting wins, not pretty ones, but still, uh, a win counts just the same. Let's go to Sunday Night Football, Dominic. Los Angeles Chargers, Miami Dolphins. Man, did Tua look poor in that in one the entire game, but especially in the first half. And I think that you know when it comes to the Dolphins, Dominic, they were hitting stride, and they had a play that was really working where they would kind of it was almost like a read option where he would like fake the ball to Raheem Mostert, and then they have two streaks going down the field, one down the middle, one down the side, and he was able to hit it. But the Chargers defense, with all these injuries in the secondary, were really able to adjust. They just really seemed to do their homework in this game. The play wasn't there. Tua was unfortunately missing receivers left and right. Um, well, the Dolphins defense didn't have a great game. I thought they bent but didn't break and, and you know, holding the Chargers uh to uh to 23 points. Uh I believe it was is not uh you know is not is not too too bad in itself. But you know, credit the Chargers Dominic because they played this game um as if it was a must win for them. And you know, kind of was with the way the AFC is going. Justin uh, Herbert looked really good in this one. Um, and, you know, for me, it was like he had a heck of a game. He outplayed Tua uh, in what was, uh, you know, a five against six overall pick from years before. To me, it was a Chargers D, Dominic. I was impressed. They played with fire. They were making tackles. They were all over the Dolphins receivers. Um and uh, yeah, big win from the Chargers. Their backs were against the wall, and I was super impressed. And I'd like to see the Chargers making the playoffs because I think if they can squeeze in, Dom, uh, they could they could make some noise. They were my pick to win the AFC, Dominic. So you know, I wouldn't be shocked to see them make a run in the playoffs uh, if they're able to uh, make it through. Yeah, this was just an unfortunate football game for the Miami Dolphins. I expected more out of them, but I think the uh, the key factor is Trevon Armstead. I think that his health. You know, he's all banged up right now and buying some more time for Chua in the pocket enables the deep throw to be uh, a lot more there. So I honestly think that if Miami is to make the playoffs and to succeed, they need a healthy Armstead, in my opinion. And on the flip side of the coin, you see a, a team who's battled adversity on the offensive line their entire season, which is the Chargers. So they're used to that adversity right now. And I think that Herbert just wanted it more in this specific game. And the Chargers, you know, they are a team that I think are, are going to sneak in because that quarterback play, considering there's so few, in my opinion, quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, Herbert is one of the young, promising ones that we're hoping to see develop. So this is not a shocker for me. Uh, 23-17, the Chargers take it, and I, I expect the Chargers to continue winning uh, down the stretch. Yeah, honestly, like, look, right now, like, they're not in a playoff spot, but I do think they'll uh, be able to squeeze in. Just kind of that gut feel, like, they seem to be uh, a good team. And you just look at the way the Patriots and Jets have played. Like, I just feel like the Chargers are the better team out of the three. And, of course, there's other team battling for those spots. But uh, I think it will be uh, the Chargers coming out on top. we got just over a minute, Dominic. Any game you want to recap quickly, you could talk about, and then we'll uh, finish recapping after the break. Yeah, let's just talk really quick about the, that interesting bizarre team those new england patriots yeah. taking out uh, the arizona cardinals 27 13 on monday night listen william i do not know i don't know what to say about new england other than i yeah. can't figure them out like i really yeah. can't uh this team on any given sunday they can win a football game they can lose the football game obviously they're very well coached uh, I like uh, Patricia right now. He's actually really helping this football team. That's the experience that the Patriots brought back to their franchise. They, they keep on, uh, you know, staying in-house with guys like Patricia that uh, have been around, right? So these guys are winners. These guys are championship winners. And that is always scary because when you can't figure a team out and they have a solid defense, that means if this team sneaks into the playoffs, 
don't be surprised if they win at least one round. You never know with Bill Belichick and because he's got such a good scheme and it's really based out of two principles, a solid D and a strong running game. He's always had that. You can't necessarily do that all the way through to make the playoffs, but right now the Patriots are sitting at seven and six. If this team sneaks in, dare I say upset week one in the playoffs. Oh, wow. I like it, Dominic. Yeah, and you said it perfectly. You never know when it comes to Bill Belichick and this Patriots team. Once you're in the dance, you never know what's going to happen. We are heading into week 15 uh, as our show airs tonight. We've got a big game between the 49ers, Seattle Seahawks. Seattle slipping a little bit, Dominic. This would be a nice game for them to win. We'll talk about that Brock Purdy shellacking of Tom Brady this past weekend. But I want to continue a little bit on the Patriots. Um and that game, yep, big win for them. Well, unfortunate news, first of all, it looks like Kyler Murray has torn his ACL from the early reports. Um, and, uh, you know, he'll be obviously missing the rest of the season. Their season was really uh, not pretty for the Arizona the Cardinals, to say the least. They weren't going to make the playoffs. Uh, hopefully, Kyler's injury is not a torn ACL, but I think that signs point that it is. Uh, hopefully, he gets a, a speedy recovery. But, uh, yeah, the Patriots, Dominic, finding a way to win. And I think that's something you said the last um, – a few weeks ago, as the Patriots don't really have an identity. And, you know, maybe that makes them a harder team to beat because you don't know which players, uh, what scheme you got to, you know, kind of play, players you got to take out in order to beat them. Um, but, like, look, it hasn't been pretty, but they are 7 6 and they are still finding ways uh, to stay competitive and to win games. Mac Jones has been up and down this year, not having the year he had last year. But, uh, look, like we said, there's still. On that last um, wildcard spot for now, a lot can change, and I expect it to, from one primetime game to another, let's go all the way back to Thursday Night Football, Baker Mayfield that arrived two days before playing this game for the Los Angeles Rams, coming in and putting the team on his back in these last five minutes, down 16-3, to getting two touchdowns late in the game, 17-16 to for the Rams. Oh, the Raiders find a way to lose this game. This would have been a big win for their playoff push. Now I think the season is all but done for those Las Vegas Raiders. You know, Dominic, I've never been a huge Baker fan, but I was super, super happy for him in this one. I love the way he played the game. Uh, and to me, what was so impressive is he's running a no-huddle offense with a team that he just joined. It's already difficult to call plays when you're huddling and learning a new system, a new scheme with new coach. But he's running hurry-up plays and still able to produce in this one. This was a huge win uh, for Baker Mayfield personally. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens and where he goes next year. But the Raiders, oh, man, if you're a Raiders fan, you you dominated this game. You let it slip through your fingers. For me, as much as this is an impressive win for Baker Mayfield and uh, those Los, Los Angeles Rams, Dominic, this is definitely more of the Las Vegas Raiders finding a way to lose and blowing a game they had and a game they really needed. 100% William. Crocodile tears, Derek Carr <laughs> needs to leave Las Vegas. 11 for 20, 137, two interceptions. I am tired of seeing this guy as the leader of the Raiders. He's been putrid since he got there. Now it's time to take out the trash, and that trash is you, Derek Carr. Goodbye, so long, see you later. As for Baker Mayfield... <laughs> Honestly, hey, hats off to you, but you are another trash quarterback that couldn't fit in Cleveland, that couldn't fit in Carolina, and now you're with the Rams, and I'm supposed to be super proud of this one victory against Derek Carr, Crocodile Tears? Forget about it, Baker. You are lucky to have a job right now. Content yourself with that because the odds are you shouldn't have one come next year. If you do, it'll be at best a backup quarterback. So you can sit there in Los Angeles because that's as good as it's ever going to be for Baker Mayfield. This game, I could care less. 17-16, the Rams take it. Let's move on to another recap. All right, Dominic, a straight hour in this one, saying it as it is and what he feels. All right, Dominic, you pick the game. All right, let's talk about those Eagles destroying the Giants 48-22. Honestly, William, I don't see right now 
anybody stopping the Eagles as long as that offensive line stays healthy. This is very eerie, similar to the Buffalo Bills offensive line that I really liked in uh, the past two years, actually, in Buffalo. But uh, the Eagles have just, it's just sick. The Giants have such a good defensive line, and to be able to put 48 points on a desperate Giants team, to me, no words come out of, of my mouth that will be able to explain that other than pure domination this team will definitely be in the nfc championship i will go as far as to say that but you never know to make it to the big dance you still gotta win that nfc championship game and anything can happen at that game but right now philadelphia is the best team bar none in the nfl making jalen hurts look like a superstar which i don't believe he is i know it's sick to say the guy's gonna be mvp and he's not a superstar. How can I say that? Because I've seen the guys like Cam Newton. I've seen guys like Colin Kaepernick. And until I see a, a guy like Jalen Hurts really face adversity, I'm talking about a cream of the crop defense, I will say, okay, Jalen Hurts, you finally made it. But right now, what's running the show is that offensive line. It is the best in the NFL. It's destroying everybody. And it just destroyed the Giants 48-22. to yeah, I mean, these Eagles are rushing the ball at will. Miles Sanders, 17 carries, 144 yards. That's eight and a half yards per carry, getting two touchdowns. Jalen Hurts, seven carries, 77 yards, a TD, 11 yards per carry. Boston Scott, too, getting in on the action here, scoring a touchdown as well. This team is running the ball, and they look really good running the ball. And then, look, when you're able to do that, you set up the play-action game and just throw it up to one of your receivers. A.J. Brown is going to go out and moss someone. Devontae Smith will beat you with his speed. Yeah, like right now, the recipe for success for this Eagles team has been like running the ball, controlling the clock, keeping the ball away from other teams and keeping it in Jalen Hurts' hands. And it's been working, uh, working very well. Like Jalen Hurts, I was talking to a buddy on the weekend and we watched the, the, the games together and he seems to be playing the game like with no effort. And it just seems to be easy for him. He's throwing like off his back foot. He's throwing dimes. And it's like, it's almost like he's playing in fast forward where everybody else is playing in slow motion. And it just seems to be almost too easy for this Philadelphia Eagles team. And it's kind of weird. It, like it begs the question, is it going to be, Harder to win games when they're in a tight situation where Jalen Hurts has to come back in a game um, down in the fourth quarter. But, like, if I'm an Eagles fan, Dominic, and I'm listening to our show, to other team shows, I, I you know, I'm feeling a little pissed because this Eagles team has done everything it could so far this season to prove they're a Super Bowl contender and to prove they're the best team in the NFL. And right now, it's really hard to argue that they aren't. Uh, and I would say that they are. Like, look, if I'm picking a winner in the NFC, I'm picking the Eagles. I do think it'll be a, a team from the AFC that'll end up winning the Super Bowl this year just because how good the AFC has been. Uh, but, you know, Philly, like, as sitting at 12-1, and one, they deserve even more credit than people are giving them because uh, I think that we've talked about it in other shows as almost as if, I wouldn't say a fluke, but almost as if they're playing with house money and they're going to find a way to lose games. But they haven't. They've won games left and right. Uh, they continue to do it in a unique style, Dominic, and it's working. Yeah, it's working. But again... I will only tip my hat once they face adversity. And I don't see it. I mean, I don't see it in the schedule. They beat a good Titans team, but they were kind of banged up. They beat a good Dallas Cowboys team early in the season, but, you know, they weren't 100% either. Who have they really, really faced? I think the Giants being desperate to make the playoffs, that to me this week that we just saw was probably their biggest victory of the season because the Giants are fighting and fighting hard. And like I said, that defensive line is no pushover, but they managed to get steamrolled. So that to me was my first kind of like, okay, this team is really after beating the Titans, after beating the, the Giants, look out for those Eagles, but wait till we see what happens against the Cowboys on December 24th, when Mika Parsons will be at a hundred percent. And we're going to see Dak Prescott with a whole new offensive weapons and schemes that are, are going to be healthy in Dallas that will be a key matchup for the Eagles because they got to get battle tested as a matter of fact it'd be good if they lost that game because yeah. they wouldn't feel as confident so let's keep an eye on that December 24th huge should be huge right Christmas Eve great football game you'll get the real answer on who the Philadelphia Eagles are after that game if I had to put you on the spot Dominic who wins that game if I ask you right now 
Right now, I'll take the Dallas Cowboys only because it's in Dallas, and I think that Mika Parsons is a special, special player. And if there's anybody that can get around that offensive line, it'll be him. Yeah, that's fair, Dominic. He, I think he is your defensive player of the year. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about the game, but yeah, the Cowboys just escaped in uh, against Houston. This was surprising. I was watching this game with a few Cowboys fans, and uh, yeah, they were kind of uh, losing their mind at times during the game. What the heck is happening? But, uh, you know, again, this is a good team finding a gritty way uh, to win. Uh, I watched this game and I wasn't super impressed with Dak in this game, Dominic. He threw two interceptions. You look at his stats and say, okay, you know, maybe he didn't have too, too bad of a game. But uh, I'm going to ask you, Dominic, after this performance from Dallas, they did get the win. Do you see this team a little bit differently than you did heading into this game? Or it's, look, it's a team finding a way to win. It's hard to win in the NFL. And uh, you give them credit credit for, for coming back in this one and winning. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the guys might have not even, like, slept last night they might have been partying and then like oh we got to play a football game we're playing who oh houston yeah houston houston's one in 11 i wouldn't chalk this up other than guys taking a, a week off not giving their 100 percent, knowing that they're sitting at 10 and at the time you know it was a nine and three now they're 10 and three yeah. so i think they're comfortable they took the texans for what they were which was a one in 11 team and or one 11 and one and that's what we got. A victory nonetheless, 27 to 23. Dallas takes it. I, I'm with you on that, Dominic. I think, look, it's hard to win in the NFL no matter who you're playing. I'm a tad bit concerned with the way Dak Prescott played in this one. Uh, he seemed to be frazzled at points in this game. And for me personally, the reason the Cowboys haven't been to the Super Bowl or uh, haven't really been a Super Bowl contender, I guess you can say, is because of Dak. Like, this team is very good. They've got a great defense. They have good running backs now with, with an S, not just Zeke, obviously. Good receiving core. Uh, for me, it's it's similar to uh, like almost, I'd say, like a 49ers position. Like if the Cowboys don't find a way to make it to the Super Bowl, I think it goes right back to Dak. Uh, I need to see more consistency out of him. Good win here. Uh, and, you know, he came back and another gets, gets another fourth quarter comeback in this one, even though it wasn't pretty. But I want to see him step it up a little bit. And I think for me, it's consistency. I want to see more of that out of Dak. Prescott. Uh, let's continue with a few more recaps, Dominic. Yeah, let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers destroying the Tampa Bay Ooh. Buccaneers 35 to 7. I'll ask you right off the bat is Brock Purdy the next Tom Brady? Oh, God. No, I don't think he is. But I think that with the way Purdy is playing, I wouldn't be surprised to see him be QB1 next season. I see the San Francisco 49ers playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers first round, and Brock Purdy will get destroyed. This is just the fluke, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Brady clearly does not have a rapport right now with Mike Evans. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense has no offensive line whatsoever, but what they do have is a decent defense, and luckily for them, a horrible division. I'll take Tom Brady any day in the playoffs. San Francisco, this to me was an absolute fluke. Brock Purdy, 16 for 21, 185 yards, two TDs. You're lucky you have Christian McCaffrey running wild, 14 carries, 119 yards, one TD. Listen, if the Buccaneers had any offense to remotely put the kid behind the eight ball or cause him to be a bit nervous, that did not happen. It was San Francisco all day, every day. Huge party up in San Francisco. But this is, in my opinion, is not going to last. Kid's too young. He's a seventh rounder. He ain't no Tom Brady. In my opinion, a guy coming out of the seventh round could, yeah, you could make the playoffs, but just how far you honestly think that this guy is going to take you. When you're in the playoffs, you're playing against good defenses. You're going to get a different scheme that you're going to get hit clearly in the playoffs than you do during the regular season, everyone throws their entire playbook at the opponent. So I'll leave it at that. Congratulations. You won 35 to seven, but this is a, a fungazi of a team. San Francisco <laughs> is without a quarterback. You know, you're going nowhere. And I just, unfortunately, I, I can't buy into a seventh round pick named Brock Purdy. Go in your way through the playoffs, Brock, make me a believer, but currently I'm not. 
Yeah, I totally get where you're coming from, Dominic. And even when Garoppolo was the quarterback of the 49ers, I just didn't feel like they were an actual Super Bowl contender. But, you know, maybe this is just a unique style of football team, Dominic, where they like to run the ball a lot, rely on their defense. And then from there, they're going to have a play action and, you know, find ways to get Debo Samuel involved. Look, I, I don't think the 49ers will make the Super Bowl. I wouldn't be shocked or surprised if they do. And, if you're telling me right now, Dominic, this matchup is in the first round of the playoffs, San Fran and Tampa Bay, no matter where the game's at, I, I, like I don't, I don't, I don't. It'd be tough to see this being a first round matchup just because of the way the standings are. But I, I don't see enough out of this Tampa Bay. This offense has been so boring throughout the course of the year. Dominic has Tampa Bay, and it's been the same thing week in and week out. And every week we're hoping for it to change, and it just hasn't. So I think if San Fran specifically plays Tampa Bay, I see a very similar result in the playoffs. I see San Fran crushing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because Tom Brady has been god-awful this season. You look at throws he's made in the past, he just hasn't been making the season. And look, of course he hasn't been on the same rapport there's no doubt about that. But you see guys that are fairly open. And for me, that's not about being on the same rapport as them. It's a guy's open. I'm going to throw it to where he is. And I'm going to throw him open. And Tom Brady just has not been able to do that this year. And I don't know. I, I can't see that changing in the playoffs. And I know I talk about my buddies. Tom Brady's di- They say Tom Brady's different in the playoffs. How could you question the GOAT? Blah, blah, blah. And I totally get that. But I just don't think things are going to magically get better for this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. I, I really don't see it. They've found a way to. Stevenson have found a way to take Leonard Fournette out of the game. It's been up to this passing game to carry the team and they just haven't I just it's too many weeks in a row we've seen this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense stall Brady yelling throwing tablets getting mad at Mike Evans I really think the Tampa Bay team will make the playoffs I think they'll win the division but I am almost positive at this rate they're going to be one and done I just I've, I've looked at it and I've tried to give Brady the benefit of the doubt I just cannot see this team winning a playoff game down like they just look way too sloppy on the offensive side of the football and i i don't think things are magically going to change over the course of the next few weeks yeah i'm going to disagree i'm going to say that the offensive line currently is atrocious and as we get near the playoffs the offensive line luckily for tampa bay will get a bit stronger the bucks play playoff football every single week unfortunately for them brady's old he's 45 years old and the offensive scheme running up there in tampa bay isn't bruce arian's offensive scheme which was an air raid right so it's a whole different offense it's not clicking i think they get it fixed right at the right time for the playoffs you see what tom brady can do to any football team with a two-minute drill the guys lights out everyone's scared of tom brady if they can keep close which i do think they can any team they play against in the playoffs, they'll manage to keep the game close and win it late. Maybe they get to the NFC Championship. Maybe they don't. But don't sleep on Tampa Bay. Never sleep on Tom Brady. Yeah, I'm like, look, maybe I haven't learned my lesson. I totally get where you're coming from. Uh, on paper, this is a very good football team. And yeah, hopefully that O-line will be getting better. Uh, you know, that's just, I think that you said it well in terms of they're lucky they're playing in a poor division. I do see them winning the division. Though the Carolina Panthers are sneaking behind them with a good victory over the Seattle Seahawks this weekend. Uh, with, their, with their run game leading the way in that one, Dominic. Carolina, you know, you look at the stats in the game and Carolina excuse me, it doesn't look like they ran all over Seattle, but Seattle could not make a tackle in this game, and the Carolina Panthers running game was looking very good. Uh, I, I want to jump to another game, though. Shout out Carolina winning the game. They're 5-8 and eight at only one game behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, I want to talk about Jacksonville, Tennessee. I think the real Tennessee Titans showed up in this game, Dominic. You talk about fake teams, you talk about Fugazi. For me, when I think of Tennessee, I've always thought about that. I think they have one of the best running backs in the football in um, Derrick Henry. I think their defense, you know, is, is average. But I just, I don't trust a team led by Ryan Tanhill. And I think this is where you see it here. They're battling for, uh, I mean, they're, they are going to win the division, but they're battling for a better seed. And Jacksonville Dominic, who will not make the playoffs, comes into Tennessee, into your home, and beats you by 14 points. Trevor Lawrence looking like 
he was playing college football in this game, back in Clemson, balling out in this game, uh, getting me 30 fantasy points overall. Thank you. Or I think it was 33, actually. Thank you, Trevor. Uh, you were huge for me this weekend. But Tennessee, Dominic, if they're going to want to be taken seriously, they have to win games like this and win them convincingly at home. They just didn't do it. To me, I can't remember if I picked Jacksonville the upset. I'm not sure. But I think that th- this either way, this was not a shock to me. Because uh, I think the real Tennessee Titans showed up this week. I'm going to disagree with you again. This is a very identical situation that you, we just talked about with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Granted, Ryan Tannehill is no Tom Brady, but Derrick Henry is a special football player. Tennessee just can't get behind the eight ball. That's basically usually not a recipe for success because you need to score points in the NFL. And Tannehill is going to have to have that one game where he throws three touchdowns, and I think he can. He just didn't have a guy like, obviously, Traylon Burks, who is supposed to be the next A.J. Brown for this football team. He takes, you know, the top off defenses. And him not playing, they don't have a lot of weapons, Tennessee, you know, to come back in football games. I think people are realizing that. I think that a, a guy like Trevor Lawrence, who hasn't had an amazing season, but this game, he had an amazing game. And that's the Jacksonville Jaguars right now for you. They're a team that is building. And when Trevor Lawrence is on, look out. This guy's a number one, was a number one pick overall for a reason. And they just took it to Tennessee. Kudos to the Jacksonville Jaguars. You deserve it. Tennessee, on the other hand, is a really, really well-coached football team. And this team, if they play sound defense, which clearly they didn't do in this game, they can put teams in hard positions and then make Derrick Henry the X factor late in football games. I'm going to say that Tennessee, obviously, just like Tampa Bay, not playing in a great division, is going to win the division and will, again, like Tampa Bay, find a way to win at least their first playoff game because they play football the way that is played in the playoffs. In other words, they're a playoff team. Jacksonville, on the other hand, on any given day like this day, could throw 36 points on the board, but they could also have a goose egg as well, depending on how well a guy like Trevor Lawrence plays. I'm going to say Tannehill is an experienced quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He's a game manager. He can manage Tennessee very, very far in the playoffs. So it's another team that you just don't sleep on because of good coaching, because of a good scheme, and because of a beast, a very special beast like Derrick Henry, who could just turn the clock and make it in your advantage. In this game, it didn't happen. Hats off to Jacksonville for putting 36 on the board. I don't think Tennessee can have many games where they can put 36. So they always have to win games that are a lot closer and grinding it out. And in this situation, it clearly wasn't the story. Yeah, and I think that, you know, that that's a good take there and good points there. And I think, like, for me, that's probably why I don't buy too much into the Titans because I want to see, you know, a quarterback and a team that's able uh, to, you know, to come back and to win games. And uh, I think that he was a good take. I just don't trust his team yet uh, to to do that. And I think that uh, I'm just I'm not buying too, too much into the Tennessee Titans hype. I, well, I don't think there's too much hype this year, but I don't know. I think the Titans fans and, I, like, look, like, again, you said, Dominic, lucky to play in a, in a pretty poor division slim chance the jacks find a way to get the division they do play them the last week of the season i don't think they will though jacksonville i think it'll be tennessee's division to lose uh, but i do want to see more out of this titan squad week 14 in the books week 15 starting today as our show airs 49ers Seahawks should be a good one big game for both teams dominic in this game we got the 49ers favored by three and a half Yeah, I like the Seahawks in this game. I like the underdog. Yeah, I think that this is a huge, huge football game for the Seattle Seahawks. If they want to make the playoffs, I think they have to have this one. And Pete Carroll will find a way to take it. I think the San Francisco hype is obviously real. And Christian McCaffrey is a great player. But at the end of the day, this will come down to coaching. And I'm going to give uh, Pete Carroll this victory. Give me the Seattle Seahawks to win it 20-17. to I'm going to disagree with you on this one, Dominic. I'm going to go San Fran, and I say San Fran covers. I'm going to go a final score, 27-17. to 17. 
for the 49ers. Uh, look, you know, we don't know how the 49ers do it with all these different quarterbacks, but at the end of the day, they find ways to win games. They have solid players all across the board. They have the best running back in football. They have the best defense in football, in my opinion. And uh, I think that they find a way to win this game and to put a dagger into the Seattle Seahawks hearts who uh, really need this game. This would be a huge victory for them, but I think it is the 49ers that come up and win this game. Next up, we are three games on Saturday this week. Weekend. First off, Saturday, 1 o'clock, Indianapolis Colts at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings favored by four in this one. They're going to look to bounce back in this one after dropping a game to the Detroit Lions. I think they do. I think they bounce back. I think this is where Kirk Cousins has one of his better games of the season. I'm going to go final score 30-15 to 15 in this one for those Minnesota Vikings. Um, look, obviously... Two teams heading in different directions. Indianapolis, tough season. Minnesota having a fairly good season. Still question marks around these Minnesota Vikings. Are they for real? And I think we want to show people that they are. And they have a big bounce back game and victory over the Colts in this one. Now, this is going to be a very interesting game. I'm thinking this game goes to overtime. Something huh? tells me a lot of people, I mean, I myself like Minnesota. I think they're a lot better than Indianapolis for currently, and they're going to score a lot of points. But I have a feeling that Indy manages to tie the game late, gets it in overtime, but Minnesota still seals the deal. Minnesota takes it in overtime, 23-20. to 20. Close game. I love it. Next up, Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns. we got Cleveland favored by three in this one. Ooh, this is a tough one to predict. I think this is where Deshaun Watson finally gets a win. It's against a Baltimore team, probably against their second, if not third string quarterback. Not sure about Lamar's health in this one. Yeah, give me the Cleveland Browns. They got to win eventually. I think it's going to be in this game. I think they win by four. Uh, and I think that the dog pound goes bananas in this one. I'm going to go final score 24 to 20 for the Cleveland Browns. And uh, the Baltimore Ravens uh, look to get that much needed win, but unfortunately are not able to get it in the dog pound. Yeah, this is going to be a tough football game. I think we're going to see a lot of turnovers in this game, and the best defense ends up coming on top. You know, I have to go with the Ravens. I just I just don't see how they're going to do it. I just think it's going to be Deshaun Watson probably not being ready for the type of defense that he's going to be facing in Baltimore. He's still fresh coming back in the NFL, and I think the defense of Baltimore is the difference maker. Give me Baltimore in a tight one and an ugly game, 17 to 10. All right, low scoring. Next up, we got the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo favored by seven and a half, Dominic. Yeah, you know what? This is a the matchup for the division, right? I think that whoever yeah. takes this football game wins the division. It's going to be fun, but it's going to be cold in Buffalo on a Saturday night. You know, I have to go with the Buffalo Bills here. I just have to. And that spread seems like it's pretty darn high. I know Miami just lost their football game. I'm going to go with a blowout here. Give me Buffalo in the cold, 35-17. to 17. That's fair, Dominic. Uh, this is what is promises to be a snowy game. I'm actually blessed enough that I'll be going to this game uh, with a <laughs> few. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm going to this game with a few buddies of mine. Uh, haven't been to a game in a while, but I've been super fortunate. It's going to be my fifth NFL game. Actually, going to uh, super super excited going down on Saturday morning. Plan to leave very early. Last game I went to was actually uh, this match of Miami at Buffalo, or Buffalo shellacked Miami. So, fingers crossed, it won't be the case. Look, ain't no way I'm going to a football game and picking against my team. Miami has looked crap the last two weeks. But just for me, they find a way to squeeze away a victory. I had to go 27-24 in this one. And, um... Yeah, 27-24 for the Dolphins. Uh, they get the ball late. Jason Sanders gets a field goal for the win. And Miami is able to get it done. And I'm screaming in the stands. Got to be... Uh, positive, Dominic. It's all about wishful thinking here. So hopefully my Dolphins are able to get it done uh, with me at the game. Super, super excited for that one. Um, next up, we got a Sunday game, 1 o'clock, Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. Saints favored by four in this one. Oh, this is tough. It looks like Ritter, actually, that's the breaking news, will be starting this game. And I say he gets the win. I say Ritter gets the win in this one for the Falcons. I believe it's his first game ever as a starter. Um, and, you know, this team is battling for their playoff lives. They're one game behind the Bucks, And I think they get the win. I'm going to go final score 
23-17, Atlanta on the road, and Ritter has a, a good performance and gets the victory for the Falcons. Yeah, this is a weird spread, too, for, for the Saints. They're favored by four. I don't know. I, it's a tough one. Rookie quarterbacks are hard to read. I didn't really like Ritter's tape. And if he was that good, he would have been on the football field last week. So I'm going to call the Saints reluctantly. I really like the Falcons. I really do. Uh, but they just unfortunately don't have any quarterback play right now. So I'm going to go with the, the Saints defense causing all sorts of havoc. Give me the Saints 23 to 17. All righty, same score other way. I like it. Next up, we got the Kansas City Chiefs at the Houston Texans. KC favored by 14. Kansas City just escaping with the victory this weekend. What a crazy game that was against the Denver Broncos. The game was literally over, and then I don't know what happened, but Denver was like, nah, we're not making this easy. Pat Mahomes playing on Pat Mahomes, like throwing three interceptions, but still having an incredible highlight doing what he likes to do. Just Casually tossing the ball to McKinnon for a touchdown. Uh, that was a great play. I think Kansas City wins this game. I think they win big. Don't think it's going to be close. I'm going to go final score, 42-13, all Kansas City. I honestly don't understand how come the spread's not 22, <laughs> 23. Uh, it's 14, which means that at Houston, Lovey Smith somehow, this is going to be a game where they're just going to run the ball. I think both teams run the ball. And it's just like, okay, folks, let's just not get any injuries. And as a result, it's a lot closer than we think. I still take Casey. Give me Casey. 30 to 20. All right. Next up, we got the Dallas Cowboys at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Boys feared by four and a half. I think this is going to be a really good game. And I wouldn't be surprised to see it be the game of the week. Jacksonville, after that upset over the Tennessee Titans, is looking to potentially win out and maybe snatch that division. Uh, I do think it'll be the Dallas Cowboys coming up victorious in this one. But I think it's going to be a close game, Dominic. And I think I'm going to call my overtime game in this one. Uh, I'm going to say final score. Uh, I'm going to go 20 Eight twenty-five Cowboys uh, in OT. They get uh, a game-winning field goal to put them on top. But I would not be shocked to see the Jags win this game. And I know that you know that sounds weird considering the Cowboys are a Super Bowl contender. Jacksonville probably will miss the playoffs. I really like what I saw to Trevor Lawrence. I think the last few weeks he's been rolling, and I think they keep this game close. But I do think it's the Cowboys that come up on top uh, over the Jags in this one. You know, I agree with you that the Cowboys are going to win and. But what, what what I've seen with Jacksonville is one week they show up and then the other yeah. week they don't. So I have problems with going for a team like that. I would take Jacksonville at home, but I have to stick with Dallas. I have to stick with Mika Parsons really destroying a lot of offensive line and Jacksonville's offensive line better be ready for Mika Parsons. Give me Dallas in a blowout 35 to 10. Wow. All righty. Next up, we got the Eagles at the Bears. Eagles favored by nine in this one. I think it's going to be a lot of the same with Jalen Hurts, with Sanders running all over the field. Uh, give me Devontae Smith to have two receiving touchdowns, A.J. Brown to have another. I think this is a very similar game to the way the, the Eagles played against the Bears this past weekend. I think they put up points. I'm going to go final score 38-17 to 17, Philadelphia, and they continue to shellac teams. You're going to laugh at me on, on this one after having just boasted about the Eagles. <laughs> the funny thing is about the Eagles and the Bears is they're very similar in their offensive approach. Run the football, have a scrambling quarterback. The game's in Soldier Field. This will be Chicago's Super Bowl. Wow. And believe it or not, my upset of the week. Yes, Justin Fields will win this game with his legs. i just been enamored at this guy's ability to run the football it's just beautiful to watch and his his guys doing it with a dislocated shoulder a couple weeks back that shows a real gladiator a real great football player i love justin fields give me chicago upset 27 to 24 
Good stuff, Dominic. Always love when you're bold. Next up, we got the Detroit Lions at the New York Jets. This seems to be a pick-up game, pick-um game right now. Uh, it, uh, no one is really favored. I, I think it just goes to show you how tight this game can be. I'm going to go with the Lions. They're the ones that are rolling. They're the ones that look better to me right now. I like what I've seen out of Jared Goff. This offense, St. Brown, DeAndre Swift. Give me the Lions to continue, Dominic, with their streak. I'm going to go final score. I don't think this one's going to be particularly close, actually. I'm going to go final score 31-14 to 14 in this one for the Detroit Lions. And, uh, yeah, they continue to roll. I agree with you, William. I think that uh, Shaw's Gartner, he can only cover X amount of receivers. And yeah. he can't cover them all. And Detroit just is going to score more points than the Jets. It's that simple. Give me the Detroit Lions 28 to 24. All right. Next up, we got your Steelers at the Carolina Panthers. Panthers favored by two and a half. Ooh, it's going to be a good one. Maybe lowish scoring. I think the Panthers will come out victorious in this one. Just squeak by the victory. I really see it's gonna, think it's going to be a low scoring game. Pick the under, folks. Give me the Panthers 17 to 13 over the Steelers. Yeah, we'll have to see who's the quarterback uh, for Pittsburgh. If it's Kenny Pickett, yeah. they might have a better shot with him than Trubinsky. I'm going to say that Steelers D gets to Carolina's quarterbacks all day. I don't think Carolina's got a great offensive line, and that's the difference. Give me Pittsburgh in this game, 17-14. to 14. All right, low scoring again. Next up, we got the Patriots at the Raiders. Looks like this one is also a pick em game. Uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders in this one. I think that they bounce back after a terrible fourth quarter performance against the Chargers. They find a way to win this game. They go back to the running game and they hit Devontae Smith afterwards uh, on when you got your linebackers and CBs creeping up. Final score, 22-18 in this one for the Raiders. I think you're absolutely right on that. I think that a team that's got nothing to play for, get ready to see the Raiders offense just be wide open. And uh, they're going to score a lot of points against New England. Give me the Raiders as well, 35-17. to 17. All right, next up, we got the Arizona Cardinals at the Denver Broncos. Cardinals favored by two and a half. Kyler Murray obviously won't be playing in this game. And give me the Cowboy, uh, the Cowboys. Give me the Broncos in the upset in this one. I've picked them several times this year. I don't know why. I'm stubborn. I don't seem to learn, but I'll continue on that trend. I'm going to go Denver Broncos win this game. A last-second field goal by McManus, 23-21 Denver. No, I think you're right as well. Den Denver at in mile high will find a way to win this football game. I think the DeAndre Hopkins show right now is going to be, okay, well, I'm not going to really try anymore for the remainder of the year. He's going to pack up his bags. That's just the type of player I think he is. He's got nothing to play for. He'll save his energy. Denver takes it 17 to 10. All right, next up, we've got the Tennessee Titans at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers favored by three. I think the Chargers win this game, and I think they cover. I'm going to go final score 26-18 in this one for the Chargers. They continue to look good. Herbert has a good game in this one. I just think they're the better overall team, Dominic, and I think at the end of the day, at home and with the way they're playing, they will be able to beat the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, the matchup to watch here is whether or not Corey Lindsay plays and Simmons for Tennessee. Those two are going to be battling constantly in this entire football game. I don't see Tennessee losing this game. I think that that offensive line for the Chargers is not going to be able to, to play strong against that defense. Jeffrey Simmons is a phenomenal defensive tackle, and he will bulldozer through that offensive line. Give me Tennessee in a tight one, 20-17. to 17. Hey, should be a good one. Next up, what also should be a good one. Cincinnati Bengals at the Tampa Buccaneers. Cincy favored by three and a half here. I'm going to go Cincy and take the under, folks. I'm going to go 23 to 14 in this one for the Bengals. I just don't find a way in my mind where the Bucs score enough points. And for that reason and that simple reason only, I'm going to go uh, Bengals in this one and they win by nine. You see... Cincinnati's offense doesn't bold well against Tampa Bay's defense. That's the difference in this game. And how can I say that when San Francisco just dropped 35 points? It's because if you saw the way that San Francisco got their touchdowns, it was not a traditional offensive scheme. Cincinnati is very more predictable, and we know when Cincinnati is going to pass the ball. And that's where I think Tampa Bay gets them. Tampa Bay takes this football game in a close one, 24 to 21. Well, nice. All right, next up, Washington 
at hosting, excuse me, the New York Giants Sunday night football. I, this is going to be a weird, wacky, weird, high-ish scoring game for some reason. Give me Washington 30-27. to 27. I always love these divisional matchups. I love Sunday night football. Washington right now playing well, and I think Taylor Heineke does just enough to get the victory over Daniel Jones. High-scoring game, like I said, 30-27, Commanders. I'm going to disagree with you. I think Brian Dable has done a phenomenal job to open the year. Now he's got to do a phenomenal job to close the year. And this starts with this playoff game, in my mind, between the Giants and Washington. Give me the Giants 17-14. to All right, last but not least, Monday Night Football. We got the Packers hosting the Rams. Give me the final score, 21-20. Rams take it, 24-21. to All right, folks, that is it for this week. Already in week 15, folks, every game, every down, every snap becomes so crucial. Enjoy the game of football this week, and thank you for listening. You were listening to CJLO, 69 a.m. in Montreal.